Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Dear gas prices, go take a hike. Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. The Toyota hybrid lineup brings efficiency with power and savings with style. Not to mention top tech to help keep you connected. Plush premium interiors, and the most advanced Toyota safety features. So, now you know who you're talking to. Toyota, the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years, with a hybrid or electric vehicle built for every driver. Seriously, dear gas prices, do you really think you can stand in our way? Think again. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, see why 2000 through 2021 sales. Welcome to the Blue Room podcast on what has been a disappointing and, quite honestly, a embarrassing defeat for Everton. Two another way to Southampton. Joining me on the Blue Room after match reaction is Les Roberts and Dave Downey. Lads, we're... that's really bad, isn't it? Les, start us off. Start us off. What do you think, mate? I mean, that's that, that's one of the worst, isn't it? Can, can I just say one of me before he starts? That's the best intro we've ever had on this, by the way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You perform better. You perform better than any Everton player today with that thirty-second intro to this. Honestly, absolutely. Drinking, <laughs> yeah. I've been practicing it. <laughs> Are you well lubricated, mate? Are you well lubricated there? Yeah, go on. Let's let's, you know what, let's talk about serious matters, there. Right. I will. I will get into what's the going, uh, what's going on there. The nuts and bolts of it. I think Frank Lampard today got a harsh lesson in the fact that this team can't string two performances together back to back. It's easy to say in hindsight, but before the game, I did think I didn't think Alex Iwobi could put two two performances together. I didn't think John Joe Kenny could at left back. I thought that was going to be a bit of a stretch, and I can't prove that way. And and again, even even down to Allen and uh, Van der Beek in midfield, even them to try and put 
two good performances in two weeks together was it was just it was just too much. And right through the team, they just couldn't find another Everton player. It was we started off well in both halves, and then it just faded really quickly. And, and Southampton got a grip of it, and you know they were clearly the better side, and they deserved to win. It's just disappointing that we can't do it away from home yet again, and we can't string two performances together back to back. Now, the only positive that can come out of this is that Frank Lampard's seen that now, because this is the problem we've had for years. We've had different managers coming in, seeing this set of players, thinking, OK, right, let's see what you can do. And we have this little bedding in period where they give the same players the same amount of chance, clean slate, all this. We've heard it all with Alex Iwobi in the week and, and John Joe Kenny. Um, and, and they give them this little run of games. Now, we've not really got the luxury of a massive run of games now, so we've got to make big decisions quickly. And I think, again, with hindsight, maybe putting three in the midfield would have been better. I mean, Andre Gomez was absolutely awful when he came on and Alan looked like a certain red card as soon as he got that first yellow. So I did agree with him coming off for half time. The only option we had was Gomez, to be fair. Um, it, it's like, you kind of look at that in hindsight and think maybe if we had to put the three in midfield, it maybe would have been a bit better. I don't know. It, do, it just looks so disjointed again and so full of, a, of an away performance from this this team. It was, uh, it was very, very disappointing. It was, it was. And, and Dave, you know, I thought we did okay first 45 minutes. I thought we were in the game. I thought it was a scrappy first 45 minutes, but we didn't look out of place. But it just, you know, that Alan Buchan killed us, hasn't it? Because we've had to make a, a substitute second half and Gomez just wasn't on it, Dave, at all, was he? No, that that's absolutely right. I think, to say, just to start with what Les said there about... Um, that, that first 10-15, I actually thought we were good enough and probably should have went one nil in front. I think uh, Richarlison has, has a decent chance when he gets the ball fed into him. He's about eight yards out. And if his first touch is slightly better, he literally just needs to toe-bang it into the bottom corner. And, and then we go one nil up. I was looking at that. And then, yeah, I mean, it, we should have had a penalty as well. Look, it, it's hard to argue about like, you know, we should have had a penalty and that changes the game completely because when you've had the rest of the game where you've played so poorly, it's hard to say that that's a relative excuse and why things went on to happen the way in which we played. But I thought I thought so many of them were at sixes and sevens from the start. And, you know, like, like you say, first half, I thought, yeah, pretty even game, really. I thought that they looked like they should have scored. Um, you know, ultimately we've we've ended the match where we haven't had a shot in tar- on target in the entire game, which is appalling. Um, you shouldn't be in the Premier League if you do that, let alone you know have a bad afternoon down at, at, at Saint Mary's. Um, I also felt Gordon was struggling to get into it as well. I don't know whether he looked like he needs a bit of a rest. Um, Richarlison, Calvert Lewin didn't even look. If you told me Calvert Lewin was in the game, I haven't watched ninety minutes. I wouldn't have thought it was him. Because he was just anonymous. There were so many different players that were anonymous in that. Warren, that's the that's the big concern for me, is that you go back to last week at, at home against Leeds, which was a completely different game, completely different team, completely different 11. You know, you, you wouldn't know that it was those players that, that played against, it played at St Mary's, you know. Um, and then to look at which the way it started playing out in, in the, at the start of the second half. And I've seen people already, and, and of course you'll see this all the time at your football club, if you get a result like that and play like that. But Lampard's getting a couple of belts, as I've seen, saying about his substitutions. The, the Alan one was 
was needed. He, he needed to get off the pitch. Let, let's start with that before the fact he put Gomez on is, is a different matter. I'm thinking maybe can you put Van der Beek in, in that position that, that Alan played? I know it's not his game naturally, but the lad's a quality player. I think he knows how to play that position. Um, Alan, I mean, to me, mate, I don't know either of these, well, you, you've both watched what happened at Newcastle last week. That performance was it was a carbon copy of that for me. When I watched these lads, uh, Alan just couldn't find a pass to any of ours. When they're running at us, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the defence and I'm thinking, you know, if, you, if you're not playing well, if you've got, what, say, the, the, the front half a dozen players in front of the back four or five that aren't playing well, I can't look at our team or ever tell anybody or ever hope that we have a defence that's going to keep a clean sheet and able to get us out of it with a nil-nil if the rest of them are playing crap. Because th- that, that keen ball into Gomez when, when they scored, I mean, I've seen people blaming Pickford for it. I mean, I'm not too sure if you can blame Pickford for that I goal. Think, I think Pickford could have done a little bit better. But I think when he knows it's going... Give him a free shot in the area. And spot on. Yeah. But you can also see that like that's where his aim is going. I think it's pretty obvious that he's going to hit it that way. And that's why I think, like, I mean, it goes very much in the bottom corner. Um, but you're criticizing him after initially the pass from Keane into a lad that's being piled upon by their midfield, then a lad who just simply isn't good enough as a footballer anymore in Andre Gomez, who just I, I've no idea what goes on with the lad, to be honest with you, because you think back to that Brentford game for, for Lampard. Gomez looked fine. He looked absolutely fine. He looked much more like the player that we first got in. But there's been this has happened far too many times when he plays for us that he can even be considered for a, for a lad who starts or comes on. Just, I mean, just if, he, if, he, on, if he's got a future at Everton, you know, he's, he's got to firstly show what's going on in the training with just, with Lampard and actually show him what he can do. And and then secondly, you know, he, he's got to be able to up his game when he gets a chance. Because he shouldn't be anywhere near at eleven, and we're in trouble enough as it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I was going. I was just going to ask then, Dave. I mean, just on Gomez, the sub probably had to be made in terms of yeah. Alan off because you know he was on that book and within thirteen minutes of, of, of the start of the game, and he had another challenge quite early on within like the twenty first, twenty second minute where you go actually, do you know, if he hadn't had the book and he, he probably would have got another book, yeah. but. The referee sort of was quite lenient on him and we could have had to send him off on another day. So we brought Gomez on with the hope of looking to keep after the ball. But when we're looking at Gomez and saying, that's your job, keep hold of the ball, keep possession, link with Van der Beek and try and get us playing in an attacking sense going forward. And then, you know, their first goal comes from the fact that Gomez has been, let's be honest, brutally honest, woeful in giving the ball away. And then we've got no confidence coming back from that. So... Is, is this the end of the line for Gomez? I mean, I, I'm just starting to think now, you know, that, that he's never re- going to recover from this injury. And is this a time now for him, for us to recognise? And, and uh, you know, Les, you've commented on the start there saying that this is maybe a good opportunity for Lampard to see that this is the team he's got and who is and who isn't good enough for this team. And, um, you know, Lampard's maybe seen there that, you know, Gomez isn't going to be someone who's going to give you five or six games in a row whereby we can consistently rely on him because that performance there, I mean, I'm still yeah. seeing them. that performance. That was shocking, Les. I, I think I think this goes right across the whole team. Though. I think certain players you can pick at home and they'll do well. Like Gomez did that in the Brentford game. I don't think he's ever been that bad. As he, as he is away, I don't think he's ever that bad at home. He's, not, he's never been brilliant. He was good at 
Brentford, but I don't think he's as bad at home as he is away. And, you know, this can come down to the character of the players. Again, I, I'm not sure what it is, but they are very Jekyll and Hyde home and away. And it's been like this for ages, hasn't it? You know, that, that, that season in lockdown aside, the home form and the away form has been like night and day for about four, four years at least now. Um, but I think within this squad, you, you have some players you, you can pretty much sort of rely on each game, but some you really can't just throw them in away from home. Andre Gomez definitely falls into that category. I think Allen's kind of fallen into that category as well. Um, so again, again, to kind of go back to that point about the three in midfield today, I do think it was a bit of a stretch trying to get the same performance out of the same team away to a team in form like Southampton. It, you know, they're a functional side, aren't they? Let's face it. There's nothing, there's nothing special about them. They are just a very functional football team. But that's all it takes to beat Everton at the moment. So it's kind of... You, you, I have to learn really quickly that you need to change it for different games. And I hate the fact that you've got to think about the opposition, especially when you're going somewhere, you know, not special like Southampton. You can't think if you're going away to Chelsea or Liverpool or something like that, then you maybe have to tweak your tactics to think about the opposition. But this team hasn't got a way of playing. This team hasn't got a settled system that they are all happy with. So he's going to have to pick his team game by game. And I just hope from this today, you can see the players who you can maybe rely on. In midfield, though, I don't know who he relies on because Alan was terrible today. Van der Beek was off it, I think. Um, Gomez was terrible. It's kind of like, well, who are you going to stick in there for these away games? And the only, the only conclusion that can come to after this is we're just going to have to win our home games. I mean, it's City at home next, so I'd, I'd take my arm off for a point against City now, but we have got some winnable home games. We've got Newcastle, we've got Wolves, we've got Brentford. Hopefully it won't come to Brentford, but, you know, we have got them at home. So I do think it's going to be a case of we're going to have to do it at home because I can't see this team doing anything away from home. Do you know what? I'm, I'm just sitting here. I should point out at this point that I'm currently sitting in the Matlis Touche Lounge at the uh, St Mary's Stadium. I am uh, with Inclusive Bar, so I'm currently on the red wine. So I, I, I should just point that out first. Did, did you have I've, I've also got the chief executive next door to me from Southampton. Well, just just a question there: to get in the Matlis Touche stand, did you have to show a COVID pass? <laughs> I had to. I, I, I I just walked up and said, let me in. And he, he says, yeah, fair play. Um, but I'm just... I'm, known he's a scout, so we wouldn't let him in. There, there's the CEO saying he wouldn't let me in. <laughs> knew I was an Everton fan. But I'm just I'm just looking at the screen here. I've got Soccer Saturday on in front of me. And I'm looking at the results coming through. And I've seen Watford winning. I've seen Burnley winning. And it puts us right in the mind again, doesn't it? I mean, Dave, you know, going forward, Les has just said there about we've got to win our home games somehow. We've got to we've got to get these points on the board. I think probably nine points keeps us safe, guaranteed. I don't think thirty-two. I, I think thirty-two points keeps any team safe. I think thirty-five guarantees you, as opposed to the magic forty-point mark that everyone's saying. But do, do you see a position where Everton can can go forward and and take on and 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 get these wins that we need? Because let's face it. We can't go every week, you know, one win, one loss, one win, one loss. We've got to see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Can you see it, Dave? Can we get out of this and can we can we progress forwards? Well, I mean, where, where I'm looking at these fix, this fixture list now and I'm, I'm terrible for doing this because I sit in mine, like, honestly, several hours a day just looking at who we've got coming up and have a look. 
have a look at how they're doing and all that. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this these these fixtures now. Um, you know, we've got the City game at home. Let, let, let's be fair, and, and I don't want people kicking off on me when I say this, but most teams are likely to lose a home to Manchester City if you're not in the top four, right? Yeah. Let, 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 let's sort of safely assume that. Could be a miracle, could be a belter, could be something like we did against Leeds. You know, you, the way in which all the fans reacted against Leeds, that's what we'll need against City. And obviously, we'll go we'll go over all that stuff as that, as that week approaches, as that game next Saturday approaches. Then we've got, I mean, it's it's sort of funny, isn't it? Then we've got uh, Borum Wood at home in the FA Cup on the Thursday. Um, I'd, I'd feel a load of 12-year-olds if I was Frank Lampard, if I'm honest. Um, because after that, it spares away. So I'm looking at them next two in the Premier League. Man City home, spares away. I mean, if you look at the the, the results today as well, um, I don't know if you lads have seen the, the league table yet, but, you know, Watford won away at Aston Villa. That's a disastrous result for us. Norwich very nearly got a result. Well, he got, nearly got a result. He went 1-0 up at Anfield. Thankfully, our mates across the park um, got three uh, points then. Dave, sorry. I still want to get beat today. I still want Norris to win. Oh, oh yeah. well, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll admit that, that now. It was silly. It's silly, and it's like shooting yourself in the foot, but I can't help it. I'm just conditioned. Well, yeah, but I'll tell you just what. Quick, that, just that, quickly that, on the fixtures. Go on. Just quickly on the fixtures. Leicester and Villa are like five points ahead of us. So that yeah. result for Villa today is a shocker there. They're not doing well. Unfortunately, they've taken six points from us this season. Which Let's just on that, just on that. Our season. But the, it, it's I've very. Of, what's that? Sorry, Les. I was just going to say, just on that. I've seen a few Villa fans out and about who were saying, you know, they, their honeymoon period is firmly over. We haven't exactly had our honeymoon period because we're one win, one loss, one win, one loss. So maybe we're sort of in a in a state of purgatory with Everton. Um, Eternal you know, Pegasus, mate. Yeah, well, we've been there for the last 25 years, haven't we? But is it a situation now where you're looking at the likes of Brentford, you're looking at the likes of Villa, you're looking at the likes of Brighton, who could be dragged into this as well? No, I think that result today for Southampton, I think that's pretty much saw them right, because um, they're on 32 now. But I think anyone from Leicester down is fair game, to be honest. I mean, I don't, I don't think Leicester will be anywhere near it. But... They're on 27 points. I don't think Villa will be, but you know, they're in a bit of a they're in a bit of free fall themselves. No. It's, I, 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 it's I, very bunched up there. I, I, I disagree with you, lads, to be worrying, honest. The worrying thing for me is, Dave, is that yeah. you know, we can look at these teams like Villa and like Leicester, who are in a bit of a free fall in terms of their personal form, but they're never going to be dragged into a relegation no. battle. We are no. firmly in a relegation battle. But I think what I'm asking is, can we? Can we get a few results where we can get forward and get ahead of them teams because of the the, the, the predicament they're in? I mean, I, I on the basis of today, I can't see it. Well, I, I think you know, looking at this league table now, Norwich have come back bottom. They're on seventeen points. We're five points above the bottom of the Premier League. I mean, that 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 is an eye opener for anybody who thinks that we're out of this. Um, Norwich bottom seventeen. Nineteenth is Burnley with seventeen points above them. Watford one away at Villa. They're on 18 points. So 18 place, the, the first relegation spot is on 18 points. They're only four points behind us. In between Everton and Watford and Newcastle, who got a point away at West Ham, which is a good result for them. We're ahead of them on goal difference. The, the only way I'm looking at it, just to answer your question about the teams above us, uh, Leicester, Villa, they're going to be absolutely fine. They're going to need a couple of wins out of the what, last 13, 14 games they've got. 
I don't think that's going to be an issue for them. I don't think Palace is either. Um, they were unlucky. I think Chelsea won in the last kick of the game today at, um, at Palace. I think what you're looking at is 14th place in downwards. That's Brentford, who have now played 26. We have three games in hand. Yeah, Brentford are right, isn't it? Of, of Brentford, and we're only two points behind them. Then you've got Leeds above us, who I thought Leeds were stunk the place out against us, even though we played very well. They're above us by a point. We played the same amount of games with 23. Uh, they've got Liverpool away uh, in, in midweek as well yeah. on that one. So, you know, you look, you're looking at probably we're going to have a game in hand on them as well. I think... You know, the fact that the only team that we've played more games than is Burnley. Uh, if Burnley go and win their game in hand, they go to two points behind us because um, they've had a couple of good results. So it, that table is, uh, is, is, is I'm going to say, a disaster. But that, that, that is something we've constantly got to keep in our minds. You know, when you're looking at fixes, because, you know, when you lose matches, if everyone around you loses matches, you can sort of look at it and think, well, we sort of got away with that there. But if you if you look today, Watford's winning, uh, Burnley winning, they're big results for both of those clubs who are putting themselves and, and are getting quite closer to us um, in, in that relegation battle. I think today, many of us, including myself, I, I felt really good about today, given how good we were against Leeds. But so many of those players felt uh, the way they are, the way we've seen so often at Everton in the last... Well, at least the last year, really, if you look at it, um, it just lads that just turn to type, and and there's just there's nothing in between being absolutely dreadful and putting in a decent performance. There's nothing in between those two comments for me when I look at us when I look at us play. I don't look at us sometimes and think, you know what, we played all right there, and that's worth getting a decent draw. I don't look at us that way. I look at us and think we're either decent, good, like we were against Leeds and we get three points or oh, we're absolutely abysmal. And Southampton, I mean, I think any losing that game 2-0, it, 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 it's quite, it, it must satisfy them, but I think we probably deserve to lose by more than that. Um, but just to go back to what you said about the fixtures, yeah. So, yeah, um, I'll take away the FA Cup for a minute because, I mean, the FA Cup itself, obviously, it's a completely different thing that we're all going to speak about and could get us and should get us into a quarter-final in the FA Cup. I'd love to be able to go into that game that we're going to enjoy that, a quarter-final against whoever it is, ever potentially one one game away from getting, well, let's go to two events, two games away from going to Wembley. I mean, you know, how amazing would that be for us? Yeah. Going to Wembley whilst we're still in a relegation battle is something that I, I think I can't deal with, to be honest with you, boys. But yeah, fixtures, Everton, Man City, Saturday. Then you've got the FA Cup game Thursday. Then the Monday night, uh, 8 o'clock Monday night football, Spurs, Everton. The next home game, Premier League. I mean, th- these are the these are the two that will define our season. They'll define it. Sunday, 13th of March, Everton v Wolves. And yeah. then, what, five, five days later, Everton v Newcastle. You go and win those two games. And then, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, you know, this this feels a little bit more comfortable. This, this you'll get the feeling, I think, that we all got after the win against Leeds, where you're thinking, do you know what? We can breathe a little bit. Today's results have just completely thrown that back to how it was before we played Leeds. So, you know, if you if you, if you think that there's a positive there now, yes, it's what the manager's done. People will talk honeymoon stuff and all that, like that you mentioned there. What about the the Villa fans? But um, um, in many ways, that that honeymoon needed to go as quickly as possible because he knows now Lampard and he said it himself that we should all be more than aware that we have done all season about how the predicament's in right now 
And then the 19th of March. Those three games in March, starting the 13th, Everton Wolves, Everton Newcastle, Watford Everton. Mm. There's our season right there. Those those three games are where our season are, lads. You go you go and take seven points from that, then I'll be buzzing if we're still in the FA Cup and we're, we're able to look at a possible trip to Wembley. But that's going firmly on the back burner as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, you know, anyone who wants a ticket to go, I think the club should be saying if any kids want to go and watch their first match at Goodison and all that, because I think us as fans, it's so going to be so difficult to enjoy that game. Um, because we'll have probably have been defeated against Man City, and it's the wrong thing to say, but that is the likelihood. So, you know, th- th- these are the ones, and then we've still got to we've still got to figure in the bit where we've got to go to Burnley and then play Leicester at home. They're still both to be confirmed fixtures. So we're, we're right, we're right in the, in the mire, lads. And there's no way, you know, and I know yeah. I get a hell of a reputation. People have always said, oh, you're miserable about Everton, Dave, you're miserable about Everton. Tell me what I've watched today that makes me too no, miserable. Not, you know Dave, what I, mean? I, think, I think you're being very realistic. And, you know, yeah. moving on, Les, I mean, I want to go back to today's game and talk about today's game a bit. What are the positives from today? Because it wasn't a great performance. There were certain individuals there who didn't live up to the expectations and didn't perform. And I think Dave is quite you know, quite eloquently put it there that, you know, these fixtures in March are going to be the defining, you know, the defining thing about where Everton finished this season, them three games in March. Is there positives, Les, from today that you've seen that you can look at and you can go, we'll be all right? Because I'm looking at it today and I'm going, Angeli Gomez shouldn't be anywhere near the first team, but you get to Corey back in that team, maybe something can happen. Calvert Lewin's still trying to find his fitness. Richardson's always going to be a great player on his day. Um, I don't think we defended poorly today. It was just a case of bad decisions. So, you know, have we got something in there to take us through going into March and, and, and getting us the results that we need? Or is there a concern? I mean, what did you see from today that in terms of positives? Did you see anything? Not really, no. Um, as I said, I thought we started the game well. And, you know, that's something we've not done. Like, under Benitez, certainly, we, we just we would sit back for the whole game. So I think starting the games on the front foot, like we did against Brentford, like we did against Leeds, like we did to get today against Southampton, um, that's a positive for me because that's how you've got to start, especially at Goodison. If we're going to get, if we're going to, as I said, Goodison is key this season to just salvaging the season as a. So when you play at Goodison, you've got to start on the front foot and everyone gets behind the team then, and that's how it works. So I think that I think that's the only real positive for me. But Jordan Pickford played pretty well as well. I think he's he's sort of been low key, really good this season. Um, just the defense in front of him has been shaky. I know overall the defense wasn't too bad, but I think in the big the big moments it really let us down. As Dave said before, there was more to that first goal than Andre Gomez miscontrolling it because the key, the pass from Michael Keane was bad after Andre Gomez gave it away. The defense was all over the shop, and to, to leave a man free in the in the area to just pick his spot, you know, you, you can't do that. It's just bad defending. So, uh-huh. and then with the, the second goal, Shane Long comes on and scores with his first touch, and there's three men at the back post. Seamus Coleman makes a right arse of his jump and basically just lets Shane Long leverage him, gets up tight and get the header in. It's like the, the defense today has let us down in key, key moments. It, Overall, it wasn't that bad, but it's let us down in key moments. But the whole team today looked quite dysfunctional. It looked completely yeah. 
was three separate parts. There was the defence, there was the midfield, and there was the attack, and none of them were playing together at all. So nothing from that display has filled me with any sort of confidence. But as I said, the only thing I can think is Frank Lampard's seen that and he knows what changes he can make. The problem is I don't know what changes he can make in the midfield because it's barren, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think I've looked at that today and I've gone the bit like you, I've gone, you know, there's not a lot of positives there, but there is stuff to work on, there is stuff to see. And I'd like to think that, you know, going forward that the manager will see, Dave, that you know, there is a lot of there is a lot of stuff that you can do there to change about. And look, let's have it right. You know, you got you play Leeds last week and we put in a performance we did against Leeds and it was absolutely brilliant and you know everyone was on the high everyone was on a you know a feel good factor and we're, we're going to stay up and all that and then you come here today and, and I think I think Les has put it quite right there when he said we played against the Southampton team we were very functional um, very set in the ways and, and that's all you need to be to a point in the Premier League and we're, we've not had that opportunity to be like that because of the fact of the chop and change in managers chop and change in players so we're not at that point but I think we probably need to knuckle down now and think do you know what let's, let's get these home games in the way and let's get us over the line because I, mm. I mean me personally I think we only need probably about two or three more wins out of the last however many games we've got 16 games whatever it is and we're guaranteed safety but it's worrying when you see Wofford win and when you see Burnley win quite convincingly to think hang on a minute you know it, it's not over yet so you know, whilst I don't think we are quite there as a functional team, we've got the ability to be a great team. Dave, can we can we sort of you know leave us with some positivity? Here? Can we can we get out of this? And you know, have we got some? You know, with the cup game, obviously we should be all right in the cup game. But league games wise, home and away, have we got something to look forward to? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Um, I wouldn't say look forward to, mate, because at the end of the day. I think when you get to a stage that we're not in, in a Premier League season, when you're looking over your shoulder at potentially going down to the Championship, um, the, the the more important thing just just get the points on the board, and then we can start talking about watching um, decent Everton perform. I don't care how they play. I really don't care how they play. I don't care if they play a, a certain kind of shape, certain kind of midfield, a certain kind of striker. Play four four two. Play five four two. Put a Christmas tree in front of a Pickford and goal. For all I care, as long as we're getting the points on the board, and I'm not—I don't really care how it happens. To be honest, the the real the, the real problem that we have is home games are spot on. The home games needs to go back to that that blueprint there, and I think I said this a little bit last season. The blueprint for all that sort of thing against Leeds was how we all were as fans, how we all supported our team, and it was it was an Everton sort of fan statements of old. In, in many ways, I thought when. We all know, we all think back to the dark days when we've been struggling and needed to get points to Goodison. The atmosphere felt along the lines of those under the Moyes years, perhaps when we, we barely had a strike and you'd be paying Tim Cale up front without a striker and we'd still manage to get a 1-0 win and they were all able to fight for each other and all that. I think the, the positive from last week was the the players that we've got there have got it within them. And that's the big question we've had to them all season long, particularly particularly under Benitez. We've all looked at each other and said, ah, these lads, they deserve the shirt. These lads deserve to play for us. Will they battle for us? Thing against Leeds, we can we can say emphatically yes on that occasion, but it's it's far it's far too few of an occasion, isn't it, this season? The, the fact of the matter is, you've got to go and do that against Leeds. You currently, right now, lads, by the way, they're getting beat 1-0 by Spurs at home. 
Mm. Um, so, you know, if, they, if they're, they're going to be coming to Goodison with the title on the line anyway, aren't they? But, you know, if they come to Goodison needing to win to basically keep it at arm's length to Liverpool, you know, you, you're going to get the best Man City. And do I think Everton are capable of beating Man City at home? I'm sad to say, absolutely not. I don't think we're anywhere near that. Even if we play like we did against Leeds, um, it, it's going to take something of, I don't know, a, a, a ridiculous shift in how we've done this season, even at our best. Um, but beyond that, looking at the fixes, Newcastle coming to Goodison, that's going to be huge. Um, Leicester, we've still got to play as well. You know, they haven't been great this season. I'm not too sure what the future holds for for Rodgers with them and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, looking looking away from home, I'm, I'm looking at any of those away games thinking, nah, mate, they're, they're not the ones we need to be doing. It, 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 you know, if you've got them both from one, so if you look at when we've got Wolves and then we go to uh, Spurs, um, if you look at them, that quick run of fixtures that we have, I'm thinking those home games, who, who I look at the squad and think, I want everybody fresh as a daisy against them. Then you know, then you can start thinking about the away games secondary to that. But it, I, I think let's spot on home form is, is what saves us here. I think what are you right? Aside from feeling nervous, even though you've said it, I I think probably three wins, maybe a couple of draws, three wins is what gets you safe this season. I don't think you're looking anywhere near forty points will be all enough. Um, um, sorry, you won't need to get near forty to stay up, is what I'm saying. Really, I think maybe 34, 35. You know, if you'd offered me 17th place, I'd say that all along since Benitez has gone, uh, if you'd offered me 17th place, I would bite your hand off right now if we finish 17th. Yeah, I, I, you know, just to finish off, because I know we've been, you know, we're, we're sort of not really reflected too much on today's game. So it was poor, it was bad. We, we sort of naturally migrate towards looking at the future. Um, but, you know, just finishing off on it, Les, you know, um, we are looking at them home games in the future and we are looking at them being being the ones that are going to keep us safe. I, I personally may think, and I think we're going to need about another six, seven, eight points, and I think we'll be all right because I think 34 is probably going to be safe. I think 34 points this season is going to be the new 40 points because mm-hmm. I don't think teams... It's just worrying when you see Burnley and Watford win, um, which is the worrying thing. But to finish off, you know, I've, I've sort of commented the host and duties of the Blue Room tonight. <laughs> doing, a good, doing a good job, mate. Which which I'm all happy with. Do you know what I mean? As I say, like I'm sitting here with my bottle of red wine in the Matlatis, um, the Matlatis Lounge. I'll sort of take that, do you know what I mean? But listen, <laughs> to, to, to finish off with, um, comment from each, we're going to be all right. I think we're going to be all right, but you know, from today's performance alone, how do you see things going? Is it going to be a case of... Because to me, firstly, personally, I thought the first half was OK. I just thought we didn't do enough. And then I thought well, a couple of mistakes second half cost us. We're looking at them fixtures ahead. We're looking at them home games ahead. I, I personally think we'll be all right. But it is, it, it's not something to be sniffed at, this relegation threat. To, to finish up, you know, a comment each from you, Dave, and then from you, Les... Mm-hmm. How do you see you know the next couple of games going? We've got Man City next, which I think we'll probably all agree that it's not going to be anything. If we get a point from it, that's going to be brilliant. But spares away, we can look to maybe get something in the home games further on there. Will this Everton team stay up? I, I'm I'm confident we'll stay up. I'm much more confident that we'll stay up if you go back to before that Leeds game, um, because at the end of the day, we've seen what they can do at Goodison. We can see what we can all do as fans to help them at Goodison. 
I, I think that side of it is not going to be too much of an issue in, in how we set up and how we want our team to perform and how what, what Frank Lampard's going to set us up to do. Um, away, go, away games, you know, fair, fair play to any blue who gets a ticket to go away because obviously they're hard to go away because we have a magnificent uh, away following for that football club. Um, and, you know, if you're still sticking to it through thick and thin, fair play to you. If you're the one that's travelling all over the place, the ones who are going to travel down to Watford, the ones who are going to travel down to Spurs, um, you know, the, I'm 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 not looking to after March to be honest. We did this fixture list: West Ham away at the start of April, uh, Man United at home, Palace at home. It's the derby, and then it's Chelsea at home. Uh, then we finish away at Leicester, uh, home to Brentford, Arsenal. That Brentford game there, fifteenth of May, Brentford game before the end of the season away at Arsenal. Can you imagine if that's like the six points are the one that you just we need do or die? Up, yeah. It, it's just it, it's it's hard to uh, I really hope we're not in that situation maybe because I don't think I'm healthy enough to go to that um, <laughs> but yeah I, I think I think we'll stay up um, and, and I think dare I say I think we'll stay up comfortably in the end but that was a bad sign to receive today um, hopefully it's the wake up call that you want it to be when yes the, the, the City game I'm not saying it's a, a free throw for us to try and get some points in there but the, we could put we, the, the the problem is, and it's always been the case with City. We could play really, really well and still get battered by Man City. That's just they're that good. They're the world class football team. They're the Premier League champions. Um, no, I hope I'm saying that again this time in a year as well. Um, <laughs> and but I don't want that anything to do with everything. You know, you'll see it all all week long. You'll see it on social media. People will start banging on saying, "Oh yeah, the Blues definitely want to get beat because uh, they don't want Liverpool anywhere near winning the league." To be fair, I, I don't give a shit about who wins the Premier League. I, I give more of a shit about my club I, playing they, the Premier they, League and the Championship. As long as we're safe, I don't care who wins. Exactly, mate. Exactly. I'd not win it, you know what I mean? That's like, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit on Blue Room Live sort of thing, I'd, I'd sooner I get more joy out of them getting beat than Everton win, and I'm going to say that. It's a toss-up for me, honestly. But let's listen, you know. Come on, now, no, no, listen, lads. Hang on, hang on. Before you carry on with that, though. Go on, go on, Dave. Go on, Dave. If we we need Liverpool to do us a favour, as we did today, oh, right? I'm not. I'll, I'll, think, I'll walk. I'll walk. I'll walk. Want to think about this position, Dave? I really don't. But if if Liverpool, if Liverpool, Liverpool, the team that keep us up, right? Say they get a result oh, for us towards the end of the season, Dave. Keep us up. Dave. I'll walk into Goodison with the Liverpool top on me, mate. I'm. <laughs> I, I I care. I care about us far more than what they do. I don't care. Right, there you go. Everyone is listening. Everyone is listening now. You've heard it. If we stay up because them bastards across the park have kept us up, Dave Tarney's going to wear the little shit. <laughs> oh, mate. You know what? You were doing so well as the host. You were doing so, so well it. as the host. <laughs> he said it. Um, do you know what, though? That, that, that's, the, that's the only situation where I could actively want Liverpool to win if a directly meant we stayed up. Um, but well, today was one of them, Les. Today was one of them. It, it was, but I still want some to get beat because Norwich is well down. But anyway, just, <laughs> just a quick one on today's game. Uh, the referee was shit as well. Yeah. And Everton were rubbish, but the referee... Well, the referee was great. And he, he, um, he bottled that early decision for the penalty. I, I, right, I, it might not have changed I, the game. I, 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 it might, it might not have done... I've got a Southampton fan trying to change it. It was Warren's in the Southampton lounge. Rubbish. I, I don't I, right. 
Do you know what? Do you know what? Like, I've got a Southampton fan sitting next to me. Going, I going, going, there going there for you there, I've got a Southampton man kicking off next to me. So look, let's leave. Let's leave it at this. Do you know what? We're going to leave it at. The, we're going to leave it at the fact that you know it's 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 been a tough day. It's been a tough day being an Evertonian. But listen, we've got games coming up which we could easily win. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed. I'll be honest with you. I've thoroughly enjoyed presenting and hosting the um, post match tonight. So. Um, Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. People tune in and uh, you know get across the mailbag and all that and subs weekly and everything else. But listen, thank you, uh, Dave. Thank you, Les, for joining us. Post match tonight. Uh, hopefully, oh, we need to find some form quickly, don't we? Because we need to get out of this relegation mire that we're in. But we'll see. We'll see how we go on going forward. We've got Bournemouth Woods coming up in the cup. We've got City coming up in the league. We've got to we've got to somehow get some form. But. There we are. So if we leave you there going from Southampton to Everton Nil today, which was very poor result, very poor performance. But fingers crossed we will see a future performance. Join us again on the Blue Room where you will hear hopefully not much more of me because this has been a shit show with me presenting. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but there we go. There we Warren, go. You've been, Warren, you were so good to the point where you just don't know where to end it, do you? <laughs> I, have, like, Warren, I was I will... struggling where to end it then. I'm going to try and smooth things over for you. Everton were well beaten, but I thought the referee was shite. The two comments. Listen to us again. Listen to us again soon on the Blue Room. Uh, thank you very much for your comments, your subscriptions. Get in touch. Get, get in touch with us on YouTube via at the Blue Room. We'd be lovely, lovely to get in touch with you. And, uh, you know, don't let the toffees ruin your weekend. Take care. God bless and all the best. 15th and winning the cup of the toffees. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. If you want to leave me for another house, I totally understand. House? Where's this coming from? It's just, I, I know there's some newer homes on the market. I didn't even know that, because I'm not looking. I bet those other houses don't have a crack in their foundations. You know that crack doesn't bother me. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.